Welcome back to PR After Hours. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, bringing you your weekly cocktail of PR and marketing tips that will help you and your business. Stick around. We'll get started right after these messages. You know, if you're a PR person listening to this show, you know all about building foundations to help your clients get the coverage they need. That's something we like to call the long game, right? Um, but a lot of clients are kind of like that little girl in Willy Wonka, right? I want it now. I want it now. And it's a it's a frustrating thing for them and for you as a PR professional. And if you're not a PR professional, listen closely, because if you hire a PR professional, you should know this. It's frustrating because the reason they want it now is very valid. But if they still have that mentality, once you start pitching stories to the news media, that could be a problem. So that's why I'm really excited to have a great public relations consultant and business coach here in Holly Jackson. Holly's going to join us here in the virtual lounge and talk to us a little bit about her business, which includes being a business coach, but also primarily about the long game in PR. Holly, welcome to the virtual lounge. Hi, it's so great to be here and talk about the long game. The long game. So where do we start with the long game? Uh, I think that the, the thing I've run up against in my career a lot of the time is that, yeah, that a lot of times clients expect things, like I said earlier, now, and they don't understand why it takes longer. But there's a, there's a kind of a two-sided coin here, Holly, I would think. One side being, make sure you're prepared just in case the long game doesn't happen for you. Maybe you get really lucky. So let's talk about that real quick. What are some of the, the things we should be prepared for in case you get lucky and you win the golden ticket? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. So when I'm working with clients, especially when they're in startup phase or they're small business owners or especially solopreneurs is let's say we go after a PR article or you know, television or radio, and we hit that golden ticket, we hit the lottery, we get a home run. When that happens, you have to make sure that you are ready to scale up. You are ready to deliver on everything you've said in that article or on that radio show. So you need to make sure you have your processes in place, your website is working, your online calendar, you are prepared to take on potentially hundreds or thousands of clients. Like imagine you hit the lottery and you get all of this publicity and people take action on that. Do you have the technologies, the automation, the system, the team, or do you at least have the plans to scale up really quickly? And it's interesting because with COVID, you have a certain percentage of businesses that did really well. And even for the people that did really well in their business, if they were not prepared on scaling up, it was actually a very difficult season for them. So people are kind of feeling the pain all around with COVID. I am re reminded of a, a story about a local brand here in Kansas City area, but this was probably 15 years ago, though, um, they had an opportunity to, when Oprah had her show, to get on Oprah and to give away their cool item, right? But they just said, there is no way we could scale up to even make enough to give everyone in the audience one of these things, let alone the just tsunami of business we would get. It just would have overwhelmed them. And they were smart enough, regrettably, to say no to Oprah. It's so interesting you share that Oprah's example. I was talking to somebody recently and they were saying how uh, Marianne Williamson, who's written quite a few books and how mm -hmm. 
Oprah was being interviewed and she happened to have a copy of Marianne Williamson's book on her side table. And ever since then, that was her golden ticket for Marianne Williamson. She became famous after that and her book just skyrocketed. So that's the thing too, is sometimes it's kind of happening inadvertently and serendipitously. So you, you always want to be prepared to scale up for when you do get that opportunity. From that side table at Oprah's uh, presidential candidacy was born eventually. I mean, people forget she ran in the in the primary. Remember that, that that's such a great point, Holly. It really is. Well, let's talk about the long game though. Let's be let's the golden ticket stuff is fun and it's exciting for us as PR people when it happens because it. I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to you. I know that, right? Uh, but the long game, it's a little little different. So let's just talk about that. What should people expect? What is a realistic expectation to try to get your brand or your service or whatever it is you're pushing? into the, uh, the the ethos of the media? You know, it really depends on each brand and it depends on the PR expert you're working with, but I would say somewhere between one to five years. And one is a very, very short, um, not conservative estimate, but I would say it's probably closer to three to five years for most brands. And this means that you are actively and consistently doing several things. The first thing, you are constantly pitching things that are relevant to your brand, relevant to your audience, which means that as a business owner, you need to be very clear on who you're serving, what their pain points are, and how you're going to help them. And this is the problem that a lot of solopreneurs and business owners have when they get started in the branding space is they're not clear. I find that it takes people about one to three years to get very clear and to define their actual niche of who they're serving so that they can dispel the people that are not ideal clients for them. So practically, it takes three to five years. The next thing you also need to be doing is talking. So you need to be on podcast episodes. You need to be on virtual summits. When we're not in COVID times, you need to be on stages. You need to be sharing your message through every possible medium out there. So in, on a, in addition to, you know, just posting things online, getting articles, doing things like help a reporter out if you're not working with a PR consultant, these are things that you can tangibly do. And when you consistently land media and you publish that and backlink that on your website, you're certainly going to start getting larger opportunities in the PR space and consistently build your brand. A lot of times clients might hear all this and think, oh gosh, well, you're talking about years here. You're talking about me doing all this stuff. And, and I don't know. I hear I'll play the client. I don't know, Ms. Jackson. I mean, you're trying to make me into some kind of thought leader or something. I just want to sell, you know, Kleenex. Why do I have to be a thought leader and go uh, do a TEDx? How was that? Was that a good impression yeah. of a client? Okay. <laughs> that was great. It's probably not a client Thanks. I would work with, but <laughs> 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 just to be honest, um, so, I mean, there, there are objections that clients have, and the, that's a valid objection, especially if you're not familiar in the PR space. But the reality is, is that we're all selling these days. Even if you're not a business owner, we all have a personal brand. Social media is a huge part of our life. And so if you're thinking you don't need to be a thought leader, that's not accurate. The, the reality is a book, a TED Talk, big media articles, um, they actually give you social credibility so that people can trust you and they believe in the brand that you've built. And without that, it's a lot more difficult to increase your prices and show your value and build trust with clients because you need that social credibility. 
Well, let's talk about you. You mentioned uh, help a reporter out. That's a good tactic. You've uh, had some success there. Do you mind uh, walking us through that? Yeah. So help a reporter out is a website. You can sign up and you can be a source for reporters. You can choose specific categories you want to receive emails on so that you can pitch to those things. Basically, reporters sign up through this same tool and they'll put out the hooks that they have or the stories they have coming up and they need sources. So every day, Monday through Friday, you get three, three notes from them and they're East Coast based. So you kind of have to be ready. And sometimes the turnaround is very, very fast. And yeah. you, you also want to actually read what they're asking. So do not send a pitch in and not read exactly what they've asked for because they're very clear on exactly what they need. If they say 100 words, send 100 words. Don't send 80. Don't send 120. If they need resources and references, include those resources and references. You want to make their life easy. You want them to thank you. And if you don't, if you don't get the pitch, but they reply back, always build rapport and say, oh, I'm so excited. Please send me your article. I would love to hear more about it and start building a relationship with these reporters. They can open doors for you. I've been doing this for a while. And when I first started doing it, it was just for my business outside of the corporate world. And people said, oh, the percentage that you'll land is really small. And I noticed that my percentage was a lot higher. And I was like, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. And then I started doing it for my clients and I think it's just really fun. It's like, oh, okay, how do I get in the mind of this person and build this for the brand and build this relationship? And it's just, I think it's a fun game. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't cost you anything to get on this list. Nope. Right. But, but you make a great point. Don't cardinal rule, deal with the media. Don't waste their time. If it, and don't try to put a square peg in a round hole. If your client's brand doesn't really, or whatever, doesn't work for the, for the request, move on, right? Don't try too hard to, to, to force it. Is that a well, fair thing to say? Yeah. And I take it even further. Like when you're, if you're doing this yourself or you're working with a PR expert, make sure that the pitches you're putting out there align with where you want the brand to go. So there are certain magazines that aren't going to align with the brand for your client or for your brand yourself. So don't pitch to those. There are certain articles, like you have to do the research. Is that where your right. audience is hanging out? And if you're not clear on where your audience is reading or hanging out or the articles they're investing in, the channels that they're tuning into, then you're likely pitching to an audience that's not aligned to what you're trying to get out there. Well, it's a great tactic. I've had some success on it, probably not as much as you. Um, I got I got out of the habit for a while because I I did a, I made a, a mistake as a, a PR consultant. I got satisfied with uh, with my number of clients and didn't keep doing my business development. So, and these clients didn't necessarily need that. So I got out of the habit. Not a good idea. That's that's another discussion though of diversify, diversify, diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one or two baskets. But uh, let's talk about some other long game uh, tactics and strategies that we might employ here. Um, one thing though, I'd love to hear your take on this, Holly. When you're Dealing with a client, that's they, they're in, they're on board, and they understand it's a long game. But there's going to invariably be a time when they're looking at your invoice. Maybe it's two years in, and you've had a little success, but not a lot. And they're going to want to renegotiate or discuss the relationship. Has that happened to you? And if so, how do you handle it? You know, that hasn't happened to me recently, but it has in the past, especially in the corporate mm. environment, because they're right. so um, metrics driven. 
I think for me, I'm lucky in my own business because I'm offering value in so many spaces. So I'm, you know, a holistic business coach and a PR consultant. And when you have those two together, I'm typically working with clients across both of those, meaning I'm helping them scale their business. Um, I'm helping them diversify their portfolio for business development. And I'm doing the PR consulting, helping them with their email marketing, things of that nature. So I think because I have um, that holistic approach, I don't really get clients that are not wanting to continue repeat business or working with me long-term. Um, I think it's harder if all you're doing is just the PR um, because you're not necessarily adding as much value. And so in that circumstance, you just have to remind the client and you know provide reports around what you have done, the value that's added. And if you know anything about like website traffic and whatnot, you can track that against the work that you've done with these articles and the backlinks. That is great because then they have analytics to show um, how the work is actually helping them. And then also, I think when you have lead magnets on your website or people sign up for calls, it's great to ask them how they found out about you because that's yeah. another way to figure out what's working, right? Yeah. Do you, um, where do you stand? And sorry if this is a little out of left field, uh, where do you stand on blogging? Is that still a thing as far as you're concerned? I think blogging is really important, especially when you're getting started. You want to be very intentional across. Um, the blog articles that you're sharing, they should be relevant to the services you're offering, the problems and pain points that your clients are facing today. It helps you have a clear voice on your messaging, helps you build credibility, helps you add value to the pain points that your clients are facing. And I think also a lot of reporters look at stuff like that. They want to make yeah. sure you have something valuable. And if you don't have consistent content on your website, you're certainly not going to come across as a thought leader. And I think it's much more difficult to land any substantial media. Like I was just interviewed for a large article with Yahoo Finance that's coming out and it was a pretty long interview process. And I know a lot of their questions were around consistent content and thought leadership, um, social media posts, and just being very, very consistent with my audience. Okay, two things. One, when that article comes out, you got to tell me when it comes out. You got to ping me, okay? Because I'm going to okay. read it. I'm going to share it. I'm going to take it to heart, okay? I'm serious. I want to see that article. And then we'll add it to your show notes to this uh, whenever it comes out. Um, but the, the other thing, too, about blogging, and I say this a lot, regular listeners are going to be like, oh, here goes Alex again. But I've blogged for 11 years, and it does help me get found via Google, okay? Um, I can't tell you how many clients I say, how just uh, taking a page out of your book. How'd you hear about me? Well, I Googled, uh, you know, top Kansas city PR agencies or whatever it is. And, and then your blog pops up. It's, they always say it's usually not your homepage. It's your blog, which is funny. Um, but you know what? I've done some boo-boos here. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you on the blog. Um, uh, every now and then I like when business was slow, I got into a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the payola there, taking some paid posts that some of them, most of the time I kept it within the realm of what the, the blog was about, which is business and PR and marketing. But every now and then I, you know, I was just like, you know, baby needs a new pair of shoes. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing on, on uh, construction sites. Right. Um, and put that in there. But I had an editor friend who, who literally called me up and said, what, what the hell are you doing? You spent all these years trying to make this blog, you know, great. And now you've got something here about, about tractors. What are you doing? Good, good, good point, huh? 
Yeah, that's the other thing too, is, you know, these days, um, there are a lot of affiliate marketing opportunities that people can use, whether it's your blog or products, or like, for example, my website, I have a resource page and I list people that I trust. And some of them aren't even affiliates. They're just resources that I trust. Cause people ask me a lot, well, what technologies do you recommend? And, you know, I need somebody for website design. And so I have a page that says people right. that I trust and that I've personally worked with, or I've had clients work with and you know there's that but it's super important um, anytime we relate ourselves to somebody as a brand or a business owner in any way that can be advertisements on your blog that can be endorsing someone it matters so make sure you trust that person that product that brand that it's aligned to what you're doing in your business because if it's not that's not going to pass the sniff test people are going to feel like that's inauthentic it's not aligned. They're going to be like, oh, they're just trying to make money off of this. They're not really being authentic in their business. Um, I also just a side note, when you're talking about the value of blogging and how people find you, you also might be in meetings, like a networking meeting or a conference, or even on stage. And a question comes up about something that you've written a blog article on. Well, instead of going into nitty gritty detail about that, you can say, oh, by the way, I wrote a blog on that. It's from this month of that year. You should check that out. And it's great because then that's part of your lead magnet. You should on your blog say, sign up for the blog. People sign up, it captures their email. They get you know nurtured and through your email marketing campaign. So the blog is, is great. I'm a huge endorser of doing a blog. Well, I, and I thoroughly believe in you, uh, you know, it's... Uh the relationship marketing type precepts, but I like to give, that's why I do this podcast. I mean, I, I'm obviously not doing this podcast to, to, uh, you know, become the next Joe Rogan or anything, I'm, which is probably a good thing. Um, but I mean, I do it because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I do it because I want to share what I know. I've been doing this a long time. I want to meet people like yourself and I want to help amplify your message. Um, and I want to help people out and, uh, and it's a kick. It's fun. Um, to do it. I think if you're not having fun with your job, it, it shows usually. So uh, I like that. But I think that's something that uh, I try to advise my clients to do is don't, don't be don't always be selling. Don't be Alec Baldwin with a set of steak knives here. Um, that's a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross reference. So again, old man talking, everybody just just help me across the street. All right. But I just think you need to be sharing information with people and because uh, every client is an expert at, at what they do. And if there's some way to do that, like, for example, I had a landscaping client a long time ago and every quarter I'd say, look, let's put something out about, uh, okay, this about lawn seeding and how to cut your lawn without, you know, ruining your lawn. And Hey, it's snow time. How do you snow removal? Let's put out some tips. And it, it took them a bit to understand why I said do this, right? But they soon enough became somebody that the news media would call and say, hey, we need tips on clearing snow, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. It's, it's really interesting when we're working with especially business owners or companies um, and we're encouraging them to put out these relevant articles based on season or what's happening in the world. Like for example, speaking of yard and landscaping, those companies did really well during COVID because guess what? People are forced to hang out in their backyards and they're stuck at home. So they're trying to make sure that their space is better. So right. if people were really smart, like Lowe's and Home Depot and landscapers. They should have been putting out a lot of blog articles 
you know, 10 DIY overdoing your yard for outdoor parties. Like this is kind of a duh moment, but it's not obvious to the business owner because they're just trying to fulfill orders and keep up with the market and the economy. But oftentimes you're missing out on opportunities if you're not working with somebody who is a PR expert or a marketer. Right. It's so true. Um, just remember everybody uh, out there listening, if you're a business owner, you are a business owner and you are an expert at your business. If you can find a way to, um, you know, share some of what you know, not everything, don't give away the store, of course, but if you can share some things, you know, especially working with your friendly neighborhood PR person, and it can help you uh, get some uh, that, that third party credibility that you get from being in the news media that you just can't get from buying an ad. Holly, I've already, I know, spent like too much of your time here, but could I ask you in our closing moments just to shift gears for a second? Cause I just got to know holistic business coach. First of all, what is it? And second of all, do I need it? Go. <laughs> so I'm a holistic business coach, which means that I work with my clients on their health, their clarity and their business. The reason that this is important is a lot of people will end up hiring a health coach, a life coach and a business coach. Wouldn't it be great if you had one person to work across all of that? The reality is, is that especially entrepreneurs, and I also work with CEOs, they're very, very busy. And guess what? That means their stress gets really amplified. They have anxiety issues. Some of them have chronic pain issues from time to time, and they need somebody to help them with that. And then in terms of the clarity, so many times I'll work with a business owner or a CEO and they're building the wrong roadmap in their career or their business because they have not defined their values or their life priorities or the legacy they want to leave behind. And if we don't do this, we're basically letting the world and society define success for us and we're never going to feel satisfied or happy. So as a life coach, I'm helping my clients make sure that they're enjoying the process of, and the journey of building their business or career, and it's aligned with who they are and where they're trying to go. And then on the business side, I specialize in strategy, technology, and PR. What's this, is there a typical engagement period for business coaching? Is it just continuous for years and years? If, is, I mean, ideally, or is it just something you'll, okay, you know what, I'm going to work with you for three to six months to get you on track and teach you some things to, to manage your life better. My minimum working with clients is at least three months because it takes at least 90 days to do anything substantial. But I would say typically my average client is with me for two to five years and wow. some of them longer than that. All right now, Holly. So how do people get a hold of you for both PR consult consultation and or the uh, holistic business coaching? How, where do we find you? Sure. My website is hollyjeanjackson.com and my email is holly at hollyjeanjackson.com. I'm going to even put that in the show notes so people don't have to write it down. Thank you. Oh, I wait appreciate a minute. that. We're just going to wait while you write this down, folks. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. But please look in the please please look in the show notes at prafterhours.com for that information. Holly Jackson, any parting shots? Any last thing to say to people? Any words of encouragement for all those brands out there nervous about hiring PR people? Well, I guess um, in terms of encouragement, I have my own podcast that's called Inspiration Contagion, and it's incredibly encouraging. There are amazing transformational leaders, like we just serendipitously shared Tracy LaMarie and her long road right. in PR for freeing that inmate. So if you're looking for um, inspiring stories and free gifts from people that are amazing, 
Um, it's a great place for entrepreneurs and leaders to go. Um, and in terms of encouragement, if you don't believe in yourself, what are we doing? So stop, look in the mirror, define your values, remind yourself of why you're here and define success for yourself. Don't let anybody do that for even one more day. Okay, I, I have to do this. I do this every now and then on the show. I just kind of step outside <laughs> of the show for a second and tell you, I was having a really bad day. And it's just as if the, the exact right person showed up today to, to, for me to talk to. Holly, thank you, because just hearing that was so great. But we had some technical glitches, and she was just super about it and just, just a delight. And thank you for being here. And thank you for making this day a lot better for me. You're welcome. Yeah, it goes both ways. We were both kind of having a moment, and I, I feel <laughs> the same way. So thank you. Oh, you know what that means? Looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for PR news views and interviews. Don't forget, you can ask me a question anytime. You can do it through our Twitter account, which is at ours PR, or even better, you can send me a message vocally. I would love to hear your voice and I'll answer it on the show. There's a link in the show notes. All you have to do is sign up through Anchor FM. It's free, doesn't take long and you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name in the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at PRAfterHours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over, and I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood, and you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But have you been there, done that, and got the t-shirt? Now's your chance. If you are a big fan of the virtual lounge right here at PR After Hours, why don't you tell the world and take our spiffy logo and plaster it across your chest for the whole world to see? Well, for the whole world to see on Zoom or or whenever you do finally get out of your house. The PR After Hours tee shows that you're an exclusive member of the Virtual Lounge. It's a cool, comfortable, ring-spun, uh, soft cotton tee. Um, we look for the best possible options we could go for in these t-shirts, and it's in a variety of colors. You can get them in dark heather gray, royal blue, storm, maroon or good old-fashioned white these are really comfortable shirts we offer a premium unisex tee from extra small all the way to 4xl and a women's slim fit tee which goes from small to 2xl they are a hoot they look cool and besides they'll they'll do what we love to do most here at pr after hours start a conversation the pr after hours t-shirt is available now on bonfire the link is in the show notes and I hope you'll look into getting one. I not only think they look cool and be great conversation starters, but they'll help us keep the virtual lounge doors open. Thanks so much.